Hey y'all, I welcome you to the Inner Call Podcast. I am solo potting it today. Y'all, my God, that came out a little bit weird. For those of you who don't know, I actually spent many a year in Texas as a kid. So every once in a while that y'all will just escape out of me as from the bottoms of my little partially Texas soul. You know, late part of my childhood was spent in Texas. Good old Texas. It's really actually a great, great place to grow up. The Southern hospitality is real. I don't feel like it might be a great place now in terms of women's rights, but you know, that is a polarizing topic and you can probably guess my opinion on it. (laughs) So anyways, how are you? How is your being doing today? How's life? I'm doing pretty good. I feel like there is so much change in my life today. At this moment, every hour, all the weeks, it's a blur, but I'm good. There's a resiliency and excitement, a real sense of joy in my life at the moment. And I'm really grateful for that. A lot of exciting things. I am looking at property. I am searching, searching, searching. I mean, you know, every, every negative thing has a positive thing. I have to leave my apartment currently. So I have to go look for another one, but that's actually brought in a lot of excitement as to this new time in my life. Like, what is it that I'm looking for right now? It's probably not the same thing I was looking for three years ago, right? So it's allowing me to change my living space to reflect what I am desiring, what I'm creating in life right now. So it actually first was a bit of a shocker, but I was like, I don't want to move. I love my house. And I was in denial for a hot minute. And now I'm really embracing it. And I'm really excited for the changes and all the possibility that change can bring. So it was truly a shift of perspective. And this idea of shifting our perspective is something that I want to talk about today. It's really the focus of today's solo pod coming from a question I was asked by a student this morning who said, where is the moment of interaction between fate and free will? I talk about free will a lot in my classes, how we can truly shape our own lives. We are the masters of our destiny. I truly believe that. But yet, of course, there is purpose and purpose can be synonymous with fate. It can be this idea of your life having themes or a driving force behind it. And of course, we feel that too. I feel that in my own life. I'm sure you feel that in your own life, that our our lives are not only simply an expression of choice and decision, but also of a spiritual desire for growth and change and transformation. And that expresses itself in a very specific way. But where is that in between and how can we use it for our, our lives to live the most expansive life and then to also like use this inner call and use the intuition to guide us on the path of free will and also to guide us on the path of purpose. We, we want a little bit of both, I feel, in order to live the most expansive life. And so let's talk about that today. Like, let's really get into the, the depths of what it means to have free will and what it means for your life also to have an underlying framework of purpose. I want to start with going back to my work as as a as a reader. So for years people would ask me like to quote unquote predict the future and it's surely not possible because your life 
was not written out as like some sort of script or play. Like you are not reciting your life's work day by day. Like, can you imagine that we're all just doing a read through or there was no read through and you're getting through this part of the script and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. She does what? Like, I'm sorry. If I had read this script before, I probably wouldn't have agreed to this. Can we have a rewrite, please? But that's not how life works. We are constantly writing it. We're constantly rewriting it. It's kind of like sometimes you hear about those shows where they're like writing as they go. And I feel like that's how life is more so. You are writing a little out there into the future, but for the most part, it's pretty much on the go. It's a little sloppy at times. We do our best, right? And that's really the area of free will. However, we are creatures of habit. We're creatures of energetic habit. And I've seen it over and over and over again in my students, in my clients, that without knowing it, we all, every single one of us, I promise you are not an exception, get into a loop of energetic habit. Now, the free will of that is on some level, you are choosing this particular energetic habit to fall into, yet it is creating a loop. A lot of those loops are created subconsciously. That's in effect still some sort of choice. However, the loop is very real and the loop thereby changes your perspective on life. It's like it creates this tunnel vision. It changes what you look at, where you look. It's truly confirmation bias. Like you believe something on a subconscious level, you have experience that's created this point of view. And from then on, you're looking for evidence in your environment to prove your point of view to yourself. It's the confirmation bias that the external world will say to you, you're right. You are unlovable. You're right. You don't deserve money. You're right. You shouldn't feel safe in a group of people. Like whatever it is that we have a very strong conscious belief towards ultimately is given more credit in our point of view than the things that would go against it, which is the very nature of confirmation bias. And it really works like that energetically too. If you've got these subconscious loops underneath in the subconscious, they're kind of running the show. And so it then will seem perhaps like fate or a curse. Oh my God, I cannot tell you the number of times somebody's come and asked me if they're cursed. <laughs> and I'm like, if you believe you're cursed, you're cursed. That's about as, as clear as I can give it to you. If you believe that you have been damned, that someone is smiting you, and that that is the cause of the disasters of your life, then, then yeah, you're giving that credit, you're giving it power. I mean, I would even go so far to say that if somebody is actually cursing you and you believe that they have the power to do that, then yeah, they could probably have some effect. It's kind of crazy how much our energy in our life can be affected by what we believe. Now on a neuroscience level, like let's get back to the science. We just absolutely know this to be true right now. Our brains are 100% running a program in the background that decides our immune response. It decide, decides our neuron firing. It then decides belief patterns and actions, and it runs the whole thing. So 
one of the studies that I find most interesting is when there were a group of people who were asked to practice gratitude. Like, yeah, of course, their belief systems became more positive, but also, also their immune systems were greatly benefited. So just their, uh, the change in the red blood cells, the white blood cells, um, was tremendously changed just by a gratitude practice. So we are giving and getting evidence that the body brain connection is very real, that we can change the physiology of our body in a very quick moving way, which then changes belief systems. And even if you're looking at this from a very rational, logical place, if you change belief systems and you change the actions based on those belief systems, and therefore you change your behavior, you will change your life. Right. And then on an energetic level, I believe that whatever you are in vibrational relevance to will either be then available to you or not. So and this is, you know, when it when it gets to this, I'm not trying to make anyone wrong. It's not like you deserve this. But if you can accept where you're at right now, like if you're listening to this and being like, I've been in shitty relationship after shitty relationship, you can either place the power on the external environment and say, I'm doomed, I'm cursed, no one's going to love me. Or you can take a moment to accept this was my current energetic reality, or even this was the truth of how my brain-body connection functioned. I believed I was unlovable. Therefore, my neurochemistry is familiar with that feeling, is looking for confirmation bias in my environment to attract me to mates who also will remind me that I am unlovable. Whether we're looking at it from an energetic level or a body-mind connection level, it's very real. Like you create your reality. So we can either then accept it and make very deliberate choices to change, or we can stay in a space where we're really just angry at it. And this isn't I don't want this to be spiritual bypassing because I also feel like, you know, some people come into the bo- into the body, like the physical body is a weaker physical body. Like that's just the truth of it. They can't get away with the things that other people can get away with. Like, and I don't think that that has anything to do with, oh, you didn't think enough good thoughts and therefore you are in a shitty functioning body. That's not what this is about. I'm saying we take acceptance for where we're at, no matter where we're at. And then we create change in the shift of betterment. It's not about comparing yourself to somebody else. not saying like, oh, my body is functioning in this way and theirs is functioning in that way. And so I am better or worse. It's not about that. We're just saying, where can your life expand and where can you take some level of ownership, which is just power, right? We're not saying ownership as in you've done something bad. We're saying ownership as in I am bringing myself back to a position of power. I'm going to bring in the tools necessary for change and allow my belief systems to evolve for a more expansive life. Again, this is not about right or wrong. It's it's simply, can you place yourself in a position of power to allow for the greatest change possible in your life for the most expansive version of your life to emerge and to evolve. That's what I want for you. And it's a thing that I witness over and over and over again in the people that I work with to say, yes, to some degree, your future is quote unquote faded, but it's only faded 
There is only destiny in these areas of your life because the choices and the energetic patterns that you're in are so repetitive that you have created a very well-worn road where I would be very surprised that you're not going down that road for the next five to 10 years. It doesn't mean you can't, but from a out tuition perspective, when I'm reading your energy, it's very unlikely you would deviate. And if you don't deviate, these are the things that will happen. Now, for most people in a reading, they would go, ah, future is faded. But again, that's not what's happening. You're just in a repetitive cycle an energetic habit, if you will, which then creates actual physical habits and physical behaviors to create a sense of destiny. And so I feel like that's part of what's going on there, right? You got this free will linked with choice that's really kind of playing out in the subconscious and is really running the show. When I started kind of looking at this connection of intuition and all of this, really from the belief system that intuition is here to help you lead that most expansive life or give you the option for the road of least resistance, for the road towards that most expansive life that you're looking for, whether that is healing, whether that is self-love, whether that is partnership, whether that is financial benefit to you or helping in service of others or whatever that path is that is your most expansive version of self, I believe that your intuition is the way forward. So it holds the key, you know, it's going to tell you which way to go and it can help break you out of those patterns in order to get there. However, there's so much that stands in the way the path is very well worn. You have been traveling down that path for a very long time. There's a lot there subconsciously given to you by your own experiences, given to you by your family's experiences. And this is why the nervous system work that we do is so important. There's a lot of guests that I bring on on this podcast that speak about how do you come back to yourself? How do you release your nervous system through a lot of different tools and techniques? And I don't believe any one technique is better than the other, but you will find the one that works for you and ultimately it's going to like scrub you clean. I don't really care what tool you're using, what sponge you're using. <laughs> Maybe you need like the really aggressive wire one, you know, for like the pan that's got a bunch of gunk on it. I don't know. Maybe you're, you're extra gunky. <laughs> Or maybe a regular sponge will do. And maybe you've already used that like really deep metal scratchy gunky scrubber before. And now you're just doing a little bit of spring cleaning. So it kind of depends on where you're at. But at a certain point, if you're in your life and you're like, oh my God, here we go again. This is a pattern I have seen too many times. Like here we are again. There's that moment of taking acceptance for the situation to say, I am in control. This is a pattern that's running in the background. There is an energetic loop. How can we change it? Of course, the mental processing is a big part of this, the awareness, but also let's take a look at your subconscious. You do that through the nervous system, creating greater peace in the nervous system also allows a lot of the trauma to release, a lot of just the old gunk that's in there, the old subconscious patterns. And then from there, you can create new neural pathways, new belief systems, new ways of being. Um, and this is why I'm so, so, so passionate about bringing in 
the nervous system, the neuroscience work into the work around finding your intuition, because you're just never going to find the clear voice that you can trust if you haven't taken a look at the voices of trauma, of the subconscious, of old patterns that no longer serve you. You cannot find the truthful voice of your own intuition if it's being bogged down by old shit. Like, you can't. You gotta take that super durable metal scrubber that like gets at the gunk and the grease of the pan and scrub that stuff clean. You gotta create some space in your nervous system, in your life, to take a serious look at where am I getting in my own way? Because so many people could truly create the life of their choosing if they did some deep, deep, deep cleaning, scrub some stuff away and realize that they are just playing out patterns. So you got so much free will in this life, but also, of course, every once in a while, I think there is a even deeper inner call, if you will. And it is the call of that magical spiritual thing we can call the spirit or the soul or the life force or the consciousness. It's that part of us that is connected to spiritual union, to the part of us that is larger than the self, than the physical body, that is here to allow, create, give, offer, change, shape, expand, deliver, share, offer, like it is here to put a piece of you into this world, right? Like it's the bigger part in what we have socially deemed big ways or socially deemed small ways, right? Like when we think about the person who shapes the world so often, we think about the big players. We think about the Martin Luther King, the Gandhi, the Anandamai Maas, the shapers of cultural thought like Einstein or whatever it is, philosophical, scientific, religious, doesn't matter. But you can shape the world through community as well. And there's a lot of unsung heroes and a lot of people who have changed the world tremendously that are unknown to the history books, that are unknown to the social media channels. And so when we talk about this idea of what is purpose and what is that inner call that kind of shows up every once in a while, not to be differentiated from the intuition, right? Like the intuition is the moment that all the energetic information in our world is able to be translated up through your physical body into conscious, conscious rational awareness. And that is just information. Like that's not necessarily spiritual in nature, but every once in a while, there is a spiritual call to action that speaks to the part of you that's here to offer, share, give, change, love, that bigger part. And I would say that that bigger part, in my experience, is thematic. It doesn't speak in specifics. It doesn't say this is going to happen and that and that's going to happen and kind of give you like a play-by-play. It doesn't work like that the soul you, the deeper part that's here to share and express and create, it speaks through themes. And 
the vessel with which you express that theme, I feel can be infinite in quality. It sometimes could have a very specific outcome, but in part, that's your choice. So I personally feel like there's a huge purpose, a theme of education in my life to teach, to share, to to speak, really. (laughs) I speak a lot. And it feels when I speak in these spaces, in these places, that that is part of my spiritual calling. It is part of my connection to something larger. And the cultivation of that and the way that that runs through my life gives me and sparks a lot of joy in me. And it gives me a sense of connection to something larger, connection to something larger within myself and outside of myself. But that is very different actually from the intuition. That I think is a true speaking of the spirit and the intuition, as I like to say it now, and listen, all this is definitions, right? But we, we need to define things in order to understand what we're talking about. But the intuition I would want to differentiate as truly just information. It's like zooming around you. You are living in a soup of it. I've said this before. It's translating up through your physical self. You are like a tuner to it. But that is different from the spirit voice that speaks to the theme, that speaks to what you're wanting to leave behind, how you want to influence or affect your environment, your people, your place in the world. I think the thematic voice speaks every once in a while, doesn't always speak. There might be times in your life where it's larger and it can shift and change. Truly believe that the theme, the purpose with which you live life takes on many forms. It's not always the same and it doesn't stay stable throughout the entirety of your lifetime. can, but it doesn't have to. It can, of course, then play into your life and how you're creating it and what is quote unquote predicted for you. But there's still a lot of free will within that and how you want to kind of bake that theme into the pie of your life, how you want to weave it in, how you want to braid it in is really up to you. And the free will of your life, I think at its most powerful is when you realize that you are either in loops of energetic habit that are working for you or not, and that you can shift them to create the life that you want and then to build the theme of your life into those very conscious choices. I'm not saying this is simple, guys. Like this is this is the inner work, right? Like this is the inner work. But your intuition is here to give you the information as to how you could accomplish that. What choices you can make for your own healing, for your own growth, in order to be able to weave into your life the theme, the purpose, and then also use the intuitive information to have access to everything and anything that you're desiring. An expansion from where you are now right? Like this, again, isn't about comparing ourselves. It's not like, oh, he's got $5 million, so I should have $5 million. And if I don't have $5 million, then I'm not manifesting good enough. And da da da. it's not about that. We're taking little steps. We're taking big leaps if, if you want to. But it's all about how can I live more expansively right now from where I am. I've done nothing wrong to get to this place. I'm simply accepting where I'm at. And then can I make a shift that allows me to express myself more fully, both in purpose and in desire? What do I want in my life and what do I need in my life? And can that live in perfect unison? It is, I think, then a true joy 
to have that experience because that is where life becomes very interesting. And if you are listening to this and you're like, yeah, okay, where do I start? I would say start by doing some scrubbing. Get that brush out. Where are you? I mean, honestly, just like start somewhere because we've all got, we got, we got stuff to scrub. Trust me. I still have stuff to scrub. You come upon a new layer of stuff to scrub like all the time and you take some breaks because life should be enjoyed. And we do an 80, 20 rule, you know, like just kind of enjoy life and mess around for 20% of it if you need to, and then come back to a practice for the rest of the 80%. Enjoy life. Like don't forget to play and have fun. That's also a big part of this. And then do a little bit of scrubbing. But if you're like, okay, where do I begin with the scrubbing? Well, one, consider taking a class. So a lot of what I, everything that I talk about, I teach. (laughs) So like, this is also teaching. This is, this is your little blurb of a podcast, but come take a class, like do a deep dive, come to a retreat, do an even deeper dive, but also look for resources in your environment. There is always a way to work with someone to regulate the nervous system, to do the subconscious shadow work. And we've talked about that on this podcast before. I think especially in the episode with Chris Corsini, we talk about shadow work and what that is. Nervous system regulation. We've talked about that with the anxious female, with Erica. Finding a way to calm your nervous system. We talked about that with Melissa Bernstein. I mean, there are so many ways to access that scrubbing in your life. And if you can start there, kind of just elbow your way in, right? Like create a little bit of room for your own life. Start there and it can be small. Baby steps will get you there too. Many roads lead to Rome. I don't think that's the saying, but that's how I visualize it. So you can choose any one of those roads and they're going to create some more space, some more breath. And then if you can listen to your intuition, And it will be stronger just by doing that work. It will lead you to the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step. And that, that's my hope for you. Thank you for listening to today's solo pod. It's a pleasure to have you here. As always, what do you think about that? Are you in camp free will? Are you in camp fate? Has this conversation sparked a conversation within yourself? What paths and processes and cycles do you feel like you keep finding yourself in? Let me know, you know, send me a little note on Instagram or write a review in the comments. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being here. 